people were coming to D.C. from all over the country and risking arrest with me. And they were mostly women, by the way, and they were mostly older women. Older women get really brave. What the hell do we have to lose, right? Welcome to my podcast. I'm Reba McIntyre. The podcast is called Living and Learning, and I get to hang out and have fun and learn all kind of wonderful things with my buddy co-host, Melissa Peterman. How you doing, Melly Poo? I am doing very good, Reba. Now, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Good. Good. It's a wonderful day. Beautiful here in Tennessee. It's lovely here in Los Angeles right now. And for everybody listening, the reason why we're in different places is because we're still in of the restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to say that out loud? It's the restraining order. Just tell them it's not the quarantine. It's the restraining order. (laughs) All right. We're going to be talking about aging today. What it means and does it mean to get older in today's world and how so much of it depends on what's inside your mind and heart, really not what's on the outside. Very interesting. We're so lucky today to be joined by the one and only Jane Fonda. Woohoo! Jane is an Oscar-winning actress who's been in countless films, gosh, since she started out acting as a teenager. And right now she stars with my buddy Lily Tomlin on the Netflix show Grace and Frankie. She's also an author and an activist and has written several books, including Primetime, Well, that's a book about making the most of the second half of life. And her newest book, What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action. Hmm. We're so excited to talk with her about aging and everything else. You're not there yet. I'm in my 60s already. I'm 65. And I don't feel 60. I feel in my 30s and 40s. Now, when I get up in the morning, I'm 70, but by the time I get all the kinks worked out and get to going, I feel a lot younger than my years. By noon, you feel back to 30 and 40. It's just you wake up. Exactly. I think we all wake up our age at this point, and then it takes a good half hour to an hour to feel young again. Mama and Aunt Jenny, Aunt Jenny had her kids, her four kids, and then about eight years later, Mama had her four kids, and so we were all raised together. But when Doris Jean, Aunt Jenny's oldest one, hit 30, we thought she was one foot in the grave. 30 was so old, and then she hit 40, and then 50. Well, here we all come right behind her, and and we're all still kicking and having a wonderful time. But it is different. John and I were just having this conversation this morning about, you know, remembering when we thought our grandparents were just ancient or somebody who was 40. And, you know, I wonder if it's because, you know, when we were little or when you're 16 or 17 and the idea of someone 30 or 40 is just, you know, ancient and, oh, my gosh, you know, how can they walk so far? Do they need help? Is it because we're getting closer to that or we are at that? Or is it because things have changed? Like 40 doesn't look like 40 used to back then. 60 doesn't look like 60 used to. 80 doesn't look like 80 used to. You know, we are living longer and living better. So I'm just curious, do we think it's because we're getting closer so it doesn't seem so different or are we just aging better? Better, definitely. Exercise. We're taking our health more seriously because we have time to. Grandma didn't have time to deal with that. She didn't know to deal with that. She was surviving. They were just trying to get food on the table, pay the grocery bill and put a little bit back for future. So taking care of yourself wasn't in the forefront of their priorities like it is with ours. 
generation now. Yeah, you're not really out getting facials when you're busy, like, you know, plowing the back 40. Like, that's a little bit, your priorities are different. I mean, they didn't even know about sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. I will admit, and I'll be super honest, I had a birthday and it was 49. And I have to admit that I was relieved that I had another year to wait to the big 5-0. Like, Mm -hmm. I get nervous about turning 50, and I shouldn't. I got to tell you, it was great. Yeah. As Kix Brooks says, my give a shitter gave out. So, you know, I just I didn't care about a lot of stuff. So a lot of the stress and the worries kind of went away. And we were saying that we do live longer. A lot of times, you know, people, you know, 100 years ago, you didn't live to be 90. And, you know, my grandma is 99 years old and she yeah. is not. It's she's. I have no doubt that we will be celebrating her 100th birthday. We have the luxury and we have the third act, which is what we're going to talk to our guest about. And I'm excited about that because we have another 34 years on our lives, like the average age that we have a whole nother act in our life and a whole nother chapter. And it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Although I have to say, I have to look forward to turning 50. I I have to let it go that it is a number. Why does 50 scare you? Why? It's no different. I'm not going to wake up that morning and all of a sudden feel different than I did the day before. You know, it is just a number. Yeah, I would say don't let a number dictate how you feel, how you act. Because if you say, oh, I'm 65, I'm not supposed to act like a 12-year-old and dorky and goofy. But why not? Mama did. Mama passed when she was 93 years old. And sometimes when you're talking to her, she didn't act a day over 70. So I think a number is ridiculous sometimes. I don't even know why we have to have birthdays. Well, because of the cake, Reba, you have to have birthdays because of the cake. Well, let's just have a cake every week then and just forget the yearly thing. (laughs) But how do you age so well? Like, what's your secrets? Well, thank you very much. You know, of course, exercise, eat, stay hydrated, get plenty of sleep. I like seven to eight hours a night. But boy, when I'm miserable, it shows on my face because miserable means stress. Well, stress will kill you, but it'll also show the age process a lot more. I stress out about trying to relieve stress. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> no. How do you relieve stress? Getting outside. Oh, walking. Getting outside is the best thing in the world for me. I love nature. It. I can hear the birds and at night the crickets and the frogs. I just love to get outside. Always have. And I do like to think that, you know, we're all a little bit mildly anxiety ridden right now where we're at. The world is just a little low grade anxiety every day. But Mm -hmm. this is one of the things that our fantastic guest talked about in her TED talk. And she was referencing another study when she was studying like how we make this third chapter better. And it was, there's only one thing we can control and it's how we respond in certain situations. So we can't control all the things that are gonna give us stress, but we can control how we respond in a situation. And I thought that was really profound. So we're gonna get stressed out. Things are gonna bother us. I mean, it's, you know, everyone financially right now, I can't imagine the stress levels in so many people out there that, they're worried about work, money, school. It's everything. And so how do you respond to it? That's the healthiest way you can. I don't know. Yeah. What is something that you wished you had have done when you were growing up? Me, for instance, I wished I'd have stayed out of the sun more or at least put sunscreen on, covered my body. But I would go out in a tube top and mow the yard or go ride. And I'm paying for it now with skin cancers. Mm -hmm. I guess I wish I would have enjoyed the body I had in that moment a little more Mm. when I was younger. Oh, that's huge, Melissa. Huge. 
Enjoy what you have. Enjoy your body. Take care of it and be grateful for it. Yeah. Take care of it. Because as you said, you, care of it. you wake up now and I wake up and it's like, oh, my lower back and things are creaky. And I think I spent so much time in my youth wishing my body was different and wishing mm-hmm. my face was different or wishing my head better. And then you look at those photos, which we always, you know, everyone has these conversations. You look at old photos and you go, you look at how adorable and, and cute you were. And you think, I can remember that whole time. I just thought I'm so ugly and I'm fat or I'm this and enjoying it right now at 49. Mm-hmm. I should go, guess what? Yes, it's creaky, but I can still climb those 30 stairs up to my front door. That's wonderful. So I guess it's enjoying the body that you were given that morning, that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've brought her up several times. <laughs> Is it obvious? I'm, I'm super excited. You're so excited. Jane Fonda, my gosh. This woman has done so much. She's a second generation actress by her father. I was a huge fan of her dad, Henry Fonda. He's amazing. Yeah, very true. Well, Jane's going to talk about her new book, What Can I Do? And then we'll talk to her about life's third act. So what do you want to learn from Jane Fonda? She's 82 years old. Can you believe that? I still can't believe that. No. I just want to know what's your secret. She's going to give us five tips on aging well. So I'm going to be writing down fast and furiously. What do you want to learn? I think her insights, you know, that she's so active and she's an activist as well. But I think she knows who she is. And that's what also makes her ageless in a way. And I think when you're confident, when you're invested and know who you are, you know, it shows on the outside. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay tuned. It's going to be Melissa Peterman, Reba McIntyre getting to talk to Jane Fonda. Hey, Jane, how you doing? Well, hi there. <laughs> God, how you I love doing? Your voice. Oh, I'm doing thanks. very well. Thank you. Do you find time has gotten really fucked up? I mean, it's <laughs> it's like it goes so fast. So fast. Yeah, it's like there's a thin slice of cheese between Fridays, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Life has become a sandwich. Friday. A little bit of mozzarella Friday. (laughs) And there we are again. And like, what happened? Where did the week go? So, Jane, what we're doing today is talking about aging. We've got three different age groups here of women, Melissa, myself, and you. And so we're wanting to get some tips from you because Melissa and I, we admire you. We think all your aging has gone gracefully and you're just still a beautiful woman inside and out. And so we're here to pick your brain. Tell us what we need to do to get ready. I'm 65. Melissa's going to hit the big 5-0 soon. In a year, Reba, give me a year. Okay, Okay. a year. (laughs) And I'm looking at 83. Mm -hmm. You look beautiful, by the way. Thanks. (laughs) I was telling you that I, I've watched your TED Talk on the third act of your life, which I just thought was, there were so many things I was writing down that were fantastic. But what I love the most is, can I, I'm going to read a quote too, and it's okay. that aging is a staircase, the upward ascension of the human spirit, bringing us into wisdom, wholeness, and authenticity. As you may know, the entire world operates on a universal law, entropy, the second law of thermodynamics. Entropy means that everything in the world Everything is in a state of decline and decay. The arch. There is only one exception to this universal law, and that is the human spirit, which can continue to evolve 
upwards. We used to talk about aging as an arch, that it was like you, you ascend, you hit your peak, and then it's just a slow decline into the there. Decrepitude. De yeah. Decrepitude. <laughs> but that now that we have this extra 34 years, another whole lifetime, a third chapter, that it's now a staircase that is continuing to ascend into wisdom. And I just thought that was so profound. And how can we continue to ascend that staircase? Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. Well, you know, when I was in my late 60s, early 70s, I was just amazed at how good I felt. You know, I come from a long line of really depressed people. <laughs> my mother killed herself. My father suffered from undiagnosed depression. And I spent a lot of my life depressed. But as I got past past 65, I just, nothing kind of brought me down so much. And then when I began to do research for a book I wrote about aging, because whenever I'm scared of something, I write a book about it, because then I really learn about it and it becomes my best friend. So I, what I learned is that longitudinal studies have been done um, of people over 50. Well, it, the study started with th hundreds of thousands of people before they were 50 and then as they got older. And men, women, gay, straight, married, single, it didn't matter. What it showed was that after 50, there tended to be less anxiety, less hostility, more of a sense of well-being in the majority of people. And so, I, oh, I thought, well, I'm, I'm not so special after all. This is true of most people. Now, obviously, if you're, you know, confronting a severe illness or something, that's not true. An illness, especially that affects your mind. But we who are older, I'm approaching 83 years old. There's so much life behind us. You know, we've had tragedies, people have died, we've had financial setbacks. So many things have happened and they didn't kill us, we survived. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of been there, done that when you're older. We don't tend to make mountains out of molehills. Yeah, Things tend to roll off us more. Psychologists call it the positivity effect and they don't entirely understand what causes it. Yeah. So that's the good news. That's the good news. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that I've worked hard to make it so for myself. I didn't know about this age positivity thing until I started writing the book. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, I was feeling so much better, but I worked at it. You know, I've, I've been in therapy. I've read lots of books. And so you kind of have to work at it. If somebody has done something bad to you at a period in time, Every time you think of that person, you know, you, you, you tense up and you feel angry and hatred, maybe. And the neural pathways in your brain are kind of, there's a rut that's been created. But if you can revise your attitude about that person and manage to forgive them, if you can maintain that sense of forgiveness, the neural pathways can be altered. I love that. And that takes practice, too. Yeah, you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. That is the most important thing that I have to offer in terms of aging well. It's a brain thing. It's a mental thing. You talked in that TED Talk about that maybe the third act of our life is, is finishing ourselves, you know, and sort of, but how to, to know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. So was that part of your third act of maybe to have closure with things or peace with people in your past or events in your past? Well, you know, I remember the day before I turned 59, I realized, oh my God, tomorrow I'm going to turn 59. 
And a year after, I'm going to be 60. And I thought, 60? I mean, that's like the beginning of the last act. Uh And last acts are important. And I had a real fear. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of getting to the end with regrets when it's too late to do anything. Hmm. So I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do so that when I get to the end, I won't have regrets? I can't know where to go forward unless I know where I've already been. So I spent a year preparing for my 60th birthday by making a video about myself that I showed at my 60th birthday. I had spent a year researching myself and I learned a lot about myself. And that led me then to write my memoir. And part of what I learned is that aging, especially the third, the final act, is when you become the person that you were always meant to be. Hmm. You can complete yourself and you can get to the end with a minimum amount of regrets. And the regrets are, I think you'll agree with me, they're always the things you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why yes. didn't I tell her I loved her? Why didn't I? Why wasn't I nicer? You know, all those kind of things. So you have to really metabolize it and understand why you did it, what role you played in it. And learn its lessons. Amen. And th- and then move on. Yep. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Still, I feel like, don't you feel, Reba, that you're a work in progress? I do. Totally. Totally. And I yeah. realize that the older I get. Yeah. That's wonderful. But there are other things, too, like a lot of sleep. <laughs> you know, my dad always told me that when you're older, you don't need as much sleep. I don't find that true. I get eight or nine hours minimum Every night. Love that. I'm with you. Reba, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I have to have at least seven. I love eight or nine. But Jane, what you're talking about, the positivity and the forgiveness, what we were thinking about when you first say, oh, how are you combating aging? How are you aging so well? We're thinking more physical attractiveness, what you see. You're going into your heart, soul, mind and saying, if you think positive and if you forgive, the mind and the body will correlate and you will feel younger and you'll think younger because all the crap that you have weighed yourself down with, you're letting it go. Right, right. And, you know, when people tell me that I look good for my age, I know that a large part of that is because I am at peace. I feel good. You know, I feel proud of myself for having worked so hard to become what I am today, to become a a better person and to be able to forgive so many things. So that that mental state, a lot of sleep. And well, you know, I, I'm heading into 83 and I have aches and pains, but I use this lotion. It's Uncle Bud's hemp lotion with CBD in it. It's cannabis. Doesn't make you high though, but it's great for aches and pains. I love it. If you rub enough of it in, will it get you high? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, they're very sophisticated now. They can take oh, out the psychoactive stuff. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I need it on my thumbs. Uncle Bud. That'll be great. Okay. Uncle Bud. I'll be getting some of that. Thanks. Thanks for that tip. And then posture. Oh. Standing up straight. 
See, I get that all the time. I'm almost six feet tall and I've done, I did that whole thing in my life where I want to be shorter. I want to be that, that tiny girl that people pick up. So I always tried to hunch over and I have to remind myself all the time to stand up straight and posture. Well, that happens to so many girls, you know, starting when they begin to develop breasts. And so they kind of lean over, the shoulders come forward so they won't attract attention and the boobs won't show. And then that becomes institutionalized, you know, a kind of a bent over, defeated posture. If you stand up and the shoulders go back and your neck elongates, it's a here I am, deal with it, signal that you're sending out. And so that's really important. And of course, exercise. Now, I didn't realize this until I was old. Um, I thought, you know, it was more important when you were younger to exercise a lot because it was more important to look good. Now it has nothing to do with how you look. It has to do with being able to pick up your grandchildren, being able to drive a car and look back over your shoulder (laughs) while you're backing up. (laughs) Yeah. Carry your suitcase. Working out And it doesn't mean bodybuilding or lifting heavy weights. My workouts are slow and careful, but thorough, all the body parts. But do you think because you did work out so much when you were younger that it has helped you have strength now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you banked it. It lays a foundation. But I'm telling you, even if you've never worked out a day in your life, start no matter how old you are, but just start carefully and try to get guidance from someone who knows what they're doing so they can let you know the right way to do it. I've been thinking that maybe I'm going to make a new video for yes, please for much older women. That's great. Yeah. Do you have grandkids? I do. Yeah? Yeah, I've got grandkids. They're not around me. Can you pick them up? Well, they're too old now. <laughs> they're too big. <laughs> no, I, I have one that just up. turned one. Oh, bless your heart. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, my son started late, and but I can't pick him up yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. dying. Yeah. You just can't be around him. Is that why you haven't gotten to see him yet? I've seen him. I've gone to my son's house, but they don't let me touch him. I have to keep my distance and wear a oh, mask and everything. hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. he's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Boy, that's hard on you. Because those are the really special times. Well, you're old. So special. Yeah. I love my grandkids. Yeah. How have you experienced work as you've gotten older? More fun? Harder? You'd think it gets easier, you know, when you've done it for a long, long time. I don't find that it gets easier. I feel very lucky to be working with Lily, and I watch her carefully, and I learn a lot from her. But yeah, I don't find that it's easier, and I'm glad I don't. I'm glad that I don't phone it in. I I still feel as committed as ever to really bringing the best that I possibly can to my work. I'm scared, frankly. I mean, I'm. we're going to go back. We still have not done our final season on Grace and Frankie. We're going to go back third week in January. And then, you know, I'll be headed into 84 and I'm thinking, homie, what am I going to do? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I work. You know, people forget those of us who are entertainment personalities. We're workers. We belong to unions. You know, we earn our living. And a lot of it depends on how old we are and how we look. And so it's like, yikes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, in Hollywood, it's a whole nother ball game too. For women anyway, I feel like that. Like I won't, honestly, even just this last pilot season before everything went down, I could go in and read for somebody's wife and I'm in real life much younger or younger than that guy. And I'm still too old to be that guy's wife. You know, like that stuff still is happening all the time. And, you know, there's a certain point where you feel like you do have, you've become invisible in a way as a woman anywhere and specifically in Hollywood. And I love that you know, when Grace and Frankie first came out, everyone made such a big deal. Like it's showing like, you know, women that are not in their 30s and 40s. And like, why does it have to be the big deal? It's showing just some interesting women. That's what it is. They're fascinating, interesting, layered women with the same problems that anyone can relate to. Yeah. You know what I think is important? Well, there's two things that I think is important about Grace and Frankie. One is, and this really affects women because they tell both me and Lily this, there's hardly anything worse than a imagining that your husband of 40 years suddenly one night tells you that he's in love with his law partner, a guy, and that they're going to get married. So suddenly, you know, the rug is pulled out from under you. Your whole life is in shreds, including what you feel about. How could I have been married for 40 years and not known that he was in love with somebody else? Mm-hmm. A guy. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? So the fact that we overcame that and not only survived, but ended up thriving. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the second thing is that we're such close friends. It's very unusual to see women on screen that are really friends. That's right. why I feel like that's the yeah. love story. The real love story is the love story between, you know, Grace and Frankie. It's that friendship. It's the ride or die. Like, that's what I love about the show. Yeah. Dolly and I talked about this before, about retiring. Do you think you'll ever retire? The word is not part of my lexicon. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'll do. I may do a podcast. I love the idea of a <laughs> podcast where nobody sees you. <laughs> but, <laughs> although I must say, for those who are listening, I'm looking at Reba on my screen now, and she is gorgeous. <laughs> You're so sweet. And, and so you. is Melissa. <laughs> you are. <laughs> but no, I don't know. No, I don't want to retire. Well, retire means you're going to stop doing what you love. And I asked Dolly, I said, do you think you'll ever retire? And she said, and do what? I love what I do. It is my work. It's my pastime. It's I I think about it all the time. Uh, Slow down maybe someday. The quarantine has certainly shown me what that's going to be like. I do love to have time to spend with my buddies when I can zooming and being on the farm. I love it. But I do miss doing what God gave me the talent to do. Yeah. You know, retire I may retire from having to appear physically in front of a camera because I just don't know. I don't know how I feel. You know, our cinematographer, let's be really honest, there's a role for vanity to play. And, uh, you know, our cinematographer on Grace and Frankie is brilliant. It's just brilliant. He makes us look so good. But not all cinematographers are that gifted. And I don't know whether I would want to make a television show or a movie where all of my wrinkles and everything were as visible as they are when I get up in the morning. 
<laughs> so I just don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Time will tell. That's why I always send the cinematographer and the lighting guy like a big fruit basket first day. Like, take care of me. <laughs> or sleep with him. Yeah, yeah right. Why not? <laughs> it's the difference between with. looking, you know, like 18 or, you know, 97. <laughs> So, Jane, like, let's step away from the body for a second. Like, what keeps your mind young and agile? I mean, do you think that your activism is part of that? Yeah. A year ago, I was really depressed because I knew that the climate crisis was worsening. I knew that we had very little time to do something about it. And I didn't feel I was doing enough. And then I read a book that motivated me to move to D.C. for four months and do these actions every Friday. And I didn't know whether they'd gain any traction, but they have. And even now during the pandemic, we're getting like the month of July, we'll have over a million people who are watching us, which is kind of amazing. And the minute that I jumped into that activism, my depression lifted. I have found over the decades that activism is a great antidote for depression when you know that you're doing all that you can. And you're invested and you're excited about something. Yeah. My path from climate despair to action. Right. Are you feeling hopeful now? Like, can we fix our Mother Earth? Are we on a path? I'm a glass half full kind of person now. And I do believe that we will do what is needed. There are these three crises that have all come at the same time. The COVID crises, which is also an economic crisis, the racial crises and the climate crises. And, and, you know, so this is a really, really important time. And what we do now is really important. And so, you know, every Friday I have to spend a lot of time researching who my guests are going to be and so forth. For who don't know it, it's your Fire Drill Fridays. We can watch it on your Instagram. It's across all social media platforms. Watch it on uh, the website of firegrillfriday.com. And uh, Sirius is going to start putting it out there, too. Tell us about it. So every week you have a guest on, right? Or many guests. Yeah. I mean, when I was in D.C., every week we would focus on a different aspect of the climate. Forests, oceans, women, jobs, uh, migration, health. And, and people really liked learning how all of these things are connected and will be impacted by the climate crisis. And now we're focusing a lot on the election mm -hmm. and what's happening and how important it is to vote and helping people register to vote and things like that. So I have to do a lot of reading and a lot of research. I just read Mary Trump's book. How was it? It's wonderful. I think she's going to be a guest. And see, I'm, I'm a big believer that we must not hate. We mustn't hate anyone mm -hmm. because it just, it hurts you. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're carrying around hate. The importance is to forgive. So what Mary shows is what made her brother Donald the way he is. And it can't help but touch your heart. Mm -hmm. It can't help but make you sorry that those things had to happen and the kind of trauma that he was um, exposed to does affect, you know, it affects your heart. It affects everything about you. You can hate what a person does, but bad deeds are the actions of the traumatized and you can hate the bad deeds, but you don't hate the person. Boy, you have to forgive the person. That's huge, Jane. Love that.
Do you have any tips for people who are concerned about the issues that we've been talking about, but they don't know how to get involved and get educated about them? Yeah. Well, just one thing that's real easy is they can text Jane to 877-877. Jane, 877-877. They can pre-order my book. Well, see, there's two books. There's the book about aging is called Primetime. That came out about 10 years ago or eight years ago. And my new book, which is the important one, is called What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action. And can both of these books be found on your website? JaneFonda.com. Okay, perfect. And all the proceeds are going to Greenpeace. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wonderful. Once we realized that it was really working and that people were coming to D.C. from all over the country and risking arrest with me, and they were mostly women, by the way, and they were mostly older women. Older women get really brave. What the hell do we have to lose, right? (laughs) It was really nice to see. So when we realized that we'd hit a nerve that was important and we wanted to take it nationally and have people doing them where they live, then that's when it became a project of Greenpeace. Wow. I love it that you say it's not left up to the younger people. Older people can get involved and, and get out there, too. Yeah. Well, the young people are begging us to because they can't vote, but we can. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So it's important for us. Yes. Wow. And you just feel better when you're yeah. doing something. Yeah. You're very refreshing and have given us so much to think about, especially the forgiveness and staying positive. We really need that in this time. Well, thank you so much. Do we have time for a quick game, Jane? Oh, a game? Sure. Okay. It's how old were they when? We're going to guess at what age people that we all love and admire accomplished amazing things. So we're going to try to guess how old they were. So how old was actress Viola Davis when she played her breakout role in 2008's Academy Award nominated film, Doubt? 45. Reba? 50. Jane, you were very close. 43 years old. 43. 43. She was only in one scene and was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. That's amazing. Okay. How old was Joy Behar, host of The View, when she started her career in show business? I'd say 40. 10. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was 10. She was 40, Reba. She was 40 years old. She was a school teacher before she became a host of The View, and she joined at the age of 55. Okay, so... How old was chef, author, and TV cooking star Julia Child when she published her first cookbook? Mm. 20. I'd say 30. She was 39. 39. I I thought it was later on in in her years. I love it. You know what? You ladies in your 20s, you got nothing. We can all start anything when we get older. How old was Connie Britton when she became famous as Tammy Taylor in Friday Night Lights? Oh, have no idea. 30? 29. 40. 40. Yeah. Good for her. I know. I love that. All right. One more. How old was Toni Morrison, Nobel Prize winner Toni Morrison, when she published her first novel? 50. 25. <laughs> she was 40 years old when she got when 40. she published her first novel. I love that. Wow. I like that game. It's just a little reminder that, you know what, you're never too old to follow your dreams and make them happen. And start doing stuff. Get out there. Forgiveness, positivity, peace, sleep, and posture. I like those. I know. I can sit up straight. <laughs> Jane, thanks so much. Take care of yourself and be safe. Good to we see love you. Both. Good to see you, you, Jane. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Wow, that was incredible. Jane Fonda, I was flabbergasted when they said she had agreed to come to our podcast, this being our first season and all, but I was so thrilled that she said yes. It was amazing. She's been so controversial throughout her life on all the things that she has done, but I do believe that everything she has done, she's gone in with the belief in her heart that it's the right thing to do. And we've pulled out some really cool things from her today. I hope that everyone does maybe listen to her TED Talk on aging because it is really insightful. And I loved the idea that, you know, you can evolve and that you're not finished. And I like the idea that your job in the third act is sort of finishing who you are and that you are the person when she said that the third act is all about being the person you were meant to be. Mm -hmm. You were always meant to be. And I thought that was really profound. But I do agree with her. After 50, you are less anxious about stuff. So should I be excited about turning the big five oh? Oh, absolutely. Year? Absolutely. Embrace it. I'm going to embrace it because you're lucky if you get to get older, right? What's the alternative? You're not here, you know? Well, th when I hit 50, I said I was going to celebrate for all of my buddies, my friends, my kinfolks who didn't see 50. Yeah. So I was celebrating for them also. So for Jane to be almost hitting 83, that's a wonderful place to be in life. And she is so true, man. You, uh, Mama used to always say, you don't use it, you lose it. So keep singing or keep working out or keep walking, stay agile. You'll just get stiff if you don't. And I thought it was interesting that she said that she still gets scared when you have to perform and, and it's that she gets nervous about it. And mm -hmm. you would think, you know, you're Jane Fonda, you know, you've been doing this your whole life. But I like that she was honest about that it's still scary to perform and that it's a job. She does not phone it in. Yeah. That's very important. Well, it was really, really, really good. And I'm really thankful that she came on the show. I'm going to pre-order her new book. And I learned a lot. Yeah. The Fire Drill Friday, her TED Talk on aging and her books. Jane's new book, What Can I Do, My Path from Climate Despair to Action, uh, it's it's out now and it's available uh, wherever you can find a book to be sold and also on janefonda.com. You know, Reba, I cannot wait to read more about her journey and about how she brought the Fire Drill Friday's weekly demonstrations to life in Washington, D.C., and just all about Jane's third act in activism. I mean, she really, she's so dedicated. Oh, definitely. And if you guys at home want to get involved in Fire Drill Fridays, you can text Jane to 877-877. And if you really want to be just like Jane, and who doesn't, the pain relief CBD products she mentioned in her top aging tips are made by a company called Uncle Buds. They're eco-friendly and they don't have THC, so you don't have to worry about getting high. You can check them out at UncleBudsHemp.com. And that's Melissa Peterman and Reba McIntyre wrapping it up on another episode of Living and Learning. Y'all come back and see us next time. Living and Learning with Reba McIntyre is a Spotify original podcast. Hosted and produced by me, Reba McIntyre, and my dear friend, Melissa Peterman. Our executive producers are Liz Gately, Yasi Salek, Gina Delvac, Danny Trebatch, and Justin McIntosh. Also produced by Dylan Rupert. Michael Hardman is our editor. Original music is composed by Doug Sizemore. Special thanks to Cultivated Entertainment, Leah Edwards, Alec Nelson, Robert Adler, and Casey Simonson for production support.